Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Love Talk Radio. Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in once again to Dead End Sports, the place where sports opinions collide. I'm your host, 12 Kyle. On this week's episode, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl. That's right, Dead End Sports is going to break down the big game this weekend, and we've got it covered from all angles. We're also going to give our predictions as to who we think is going to win the big game. Of course, we're going to get into NBA talk. We're going to talk about the All-Star Game starters and the MVP race. We're also going to get into some college basketball as well and much, much more. Of course, I'm going to be joined by my co-host. You know the fellas from Dead End Hip Hop, FIFO, B, and Ken. So make sure that you pass the word about the best sports show on the Internet right now, Dead End Sports, the place where sports opinions collide. So without further ado... Let's hit the theme music. Let's get it cracking. Tuning in once again. It is Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That could only mean one thing. It is time for the best sports talk show on the internet right now. That's right. You're listening live to Dead End Sports. I'm your host, 12 Kyle. Once again, the phone number to call in, area code 646-478-0356. That's 646 Four seven eight zero three five six. This is an interactive show. We ask that you not just listen to the show, be a part of the show, participate in tonight's discussion. A couple of ways you can do that: you can log into the chat room. The chat room is always open and interactive. Just create a profile for yourself and participate in tonight's discussion. Uh, you can also hit us up. Hit us up on Twitter if you're on Twitter uh, at Dead End Sports. Check us out. Tweet us. And we'll tweet you back. Uh, you can also follow the show. The show has its own Facebook page. Just go to facebook.com backslash deadendsports. Uh, also, make sure that you check out our website, deadendsports.com. Uh, of course, I'm going to be joined by my esteemed co-hosts. You know the fellas from Dead End Hip Hop, my boys, B, FIFO, and Ken. So I'll go ahead and bring them on without further ado. Fellas, what's going on? What's up? What's up? What is what the hell is going on? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> hey man, glad glad you made it, B. Glad you made it, man. Man, and traffic was six plus hours. Oh man, man, will you believe? Will you believe this, man? It's people still on the highway, still trying to get home. Yes, I, I see. I saw it on the news, man. I'm like, wow. And Marietta High School students spending the night at their high school. Wow, yeah, that's crazy. That yep, is crazy. They, want, they, they don't. They don't want their parents to come out, so they spend the night at the at the school. Man, there's no way in hell I leave my kid at home. That's a little 
that's what's going on right now. And for uh, for those of you listening, not sure what's going on. Uh, here in the city of Atlanta, we had I, I can't even call it a major snowstorm, but we had a uh, two inches. snowstorm of of <laughs> not epic proportions, but I think two to three inches of snow, but uh, some ice. And what's happened is is that uh, because schools were actually in, and people are trying to get home, it's created a huge huge traffic jam almost every major thoroughfare and high, uh, highway and interstate. Everything is jammed up. People are still, even at 9 p.m., still trying to get home. So uh, if you're listening in your car, turn on Dead End Sports, man, and, and, and hit us up at 646-478-0356. Um, I don't know, maybe we can make your ride home a little easier. <laughs> man. Oh, my goodness. We're definitely going to talk sports tonight. Uh, like I said, I'm joined by my boys from Dead End Hip Hop. Uh, B, Ken, and FIFO. Where's FIFO, man? I, I don't see FIFO on here. Yeah, uh, FIFO. And he know we're doing it. FIFO, FIFO be tripping, man. He slipping. <laughs> he slipping. He slipping, man. He know, he know this is a big this is a big show right here, right before the Super Bowl, man. So he got to get on. I don't know what he's doing. I'm a, I'll, I guess I'll send him a text. Um, what the phone number to call in, 646 646- Four seven, and last week he couldn't get on. <laughs> right, right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh man, six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Um, yeah, man, like you said, be Super Bowl this weekend in uh, the, the, the Meadowlands, New Jersey, New York area. Um, of course, the weather's going to be a factor. Uh, they were predicting snow now, so only down to a twenty percent chance of snow. Uh, but I think a, I think they're supposed to get some snow after the Super Bowl the next day, day or two after the Super Bowl. So it should it may affect travel as far as people getting in and out of there. Nevertheless, the participants are set. We got Denver, uh, the number one offense in the NFL, going against Seattle, the number one defense in the NFL. So you know it's a it's a case of the best versus you got number one going against number two. Um, so I guess let's start from just kind of like breaking the game down. Uh, from from each perspective, and, I, and I'll start with you first, Kim. As far as Denver, what is it going to? What are, what are, what are going to be some of the keys that they're going to have to use to to get this win? What is it going to take for Denver to get a win uh, on Sunday? Well, one, they, they'll definitely have to put points on the board, and I think if they could turn it into a shootout, they got they got a good shot at winning it and containing. Marshawn Lynch will be key, but um, containing him in a way where you don't you don't get suckered in on a play action pass, and um and and Seattle is is known to do that, and I'm pretty sure that at some point they'll feel like they can make you know take a shot down the field and and or and, you know roll Russell Wilson out on a bootleg. So, but uh, I, I think Marshawn Lynch will be the key. I don't know if if Denver can necessarily stop him. Uh, especially after seeing what he did to San Francisco. But um, if they can stop him well enough in the first half or enough to put at least two or three touchdowns on the board, depending on the amount of lead they have, you know, they could very well just, just put this game away. Um, because I think what you want to do is, if, if it's me, I, I want Russell, West, Russell Wilson to beat me. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want uh, Marshawn Lynch to beat me because it's going to be a long, long day if that happens because he's going to run all over the field. Um, so I, I think that's the thing. I think Denver has to play to their strengths and 
turn this into just an, an offensive, uh, you know, matchup for them. You know, and that's that's what they do, and that's what they do best. And um, so yeah, that's 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 kind of how I'm looking at the game so far. Okay, okay. What what about you, B? What is it going to take for Denver to? What are going to be some of the keys that, that they're going to need to get this win uh, come Sunday night around 11 p.m. Uh, I say, you know, you don't second half. Don't let up. You know, keep if if you got your foot on Seattle's throat in the, in the you know by halftime going to the third quarter, don't let up. Keep your foot down their throat because we know the Broncos to let some leads go. You know what I'm saying? They throughout the season we've seen the Broncos, Peyton Manning company, let big leads go. Sometimes mm-hmm. they lose some leads. You know, sometimes let the lead go and lose the game, and the other times you know they be kicking butt. But then they let the team come back, even though they probably might right. still win. But you, you can't you can't give a team like Seattle, you know, that much confidence saying, Hey, you know, we was down, you know, by seventeen, twenty one points. Hey, we back in this game, you know, Pete Carroll, you know how Pete Carroll he get them boys fired up and they can right. they can mess around and, and, and you know, come back and win. So I think my he can make some good points, but I think uh Broncos they just have to keep the foot on their throat. If they if they get a good a good comfortable lead going into halftime, come in that second half Put your foot in their throat, like keep mm-hmm. it there and stump on it, jump on, it. you know, do do whatever. Don't give the do not give Seattle Pete Carroll them the momentum. Don't get Russell Wilson confidence because he already he already has confidence, but don't give him ammo to get confidence to get them back in the game. So that's my key thing for Denver. I think they need to do is to win. Is like if they get up, keep keep your foot, keep your foot in their throat. And I, and I think that's key, man. That that you both brought that up, man. Because I think, and I know Ken and I, we we tweeted about this. Um, man, it, it seems like two or three games that Denver was in. Um, you know, and, and I don't know if it's John Fox or if that's his mo. But you know, we kind of saw that even in, in the 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 AFC Championship game against the Patriots, where they got a lead and they kind of let up, and you, you just you know, the next thing you know. You know, here comes and, and and we all know you can't give Tom Brady any kind of uh, you know a, a break or what have you, or he's going to bounce back. Mm-hmm. And I think the only thing that killed New England's momentum was the failed two point conversion. You know, going into the uh, into that last drive, because if not, you know, now you're giving Brady the ball back, and they've got eight. You know, they would have eight points to to, to score. You know, to, to tie the game. Um, but like I said, you guys made some great points. I, I think one of the keys, obviously, is to is going to be to protect the ball. You you gotta against this when you when you're going against a defense like that. Um, you know, Peyton Manning, he's not mobile. He's not he's not a guy like uh, you know like what they faced in Kaepernick. So you know he's going to have to make sure that he protects the ball. Um, you know, throwing at a guy like Richard Sherman. Sherman will bait quarterbacks, and and I think even that last that play that was talked about so much, um, I think Kaepernick threw that pass to Crabtree because he honestly thought Crabtree was open. But you know, you know, I think uh, Richard Sherman kind of sagged off a little bit on him, made it appear like he and his recovery speed was good, and you know he obviously made the play to knock the ball back. It was it, you know eventually picked off, but I think Denver has to definitely protect the ball. They can't turn the ball over. Um, if they turn the ball over, they're going to be in trouble. Um, I think they they're going. They Denver has to make an attempt to run the ball. They can't. 
you know, you can, you're not just going to line up and just blow Seattle off the ground, off the off the off the ball just by running the ball. But you got to keep them honest. You know, if if Seattle knows that you're going to drop back and throw passes every down, then you know those defensive linemen are going to peel their ears back and they're going to be coming up the field. Um, mm-hmm. And I think yep. uh, I think on the offensive side, excuse, excuse me, on the defensive side, you know, the, the same thing. Their Denver's run defense isn't that stout. So you're going to see a heavy dosage of Marshawn Lynch. Um, you know, can you force Russell Wilson into making, uh, you know, some some mistakes, maybe giving him some looks or some things that he hadn't seen before? I think that's going to be key too as well. Um, so Denver definitely has to they they have to not turn the ball over, and um, you know they got to those are the two keys I think they got to not turn the ball over and they have to be sound as far as their run defense because we know Seattle's going to run the ball. They're not going to dress it up, and they're going to keep running it, even against a team like the 49ers. Um, you saw they didn't give up on the run. You know, they they just kept nope, they pecking didn't. and pecking and pecking away, and then, then boom, Lynch got that 45-yard run. And, you know, for all intents and purposes, that kind of broke, you know, their back defensively. Um, and then, you know, obviously the next quarter, I think, that was when Bowman went out. But um, they're not going to abandon the run. They, you know, they won't. And, like I said, Seattle is a very physical team, and I don't know, I don't know if Denver's seen a team that physical this year. Um, but I think those are some of the keys that they're going to have to do to um, to, to definitely get themselves a win. Uh, the phone number to call in area code six four six four seven eight zero three five six. You are listening live to Dead End Sports. Once again, I'm your host, Twelve Kyle. This is Dead End Sports. Got my man Ken and B on the line. Uh, make sure that you tell a friend. Uh, if you remember, this show is being broadcast live each and every Tuesday night. So, in the event you cannot listen to the show live, make sure that you check out the archives at BlogTalkRadio.com/backslash Dead End Sports. You can also check it out on Stitcher now. Uh, just go to Stitcher uh, if you have an Android or iPhone. You can download the Stitcher application for free. Put it on your phone. Search Dead End Sports and listen to us at your leisure. Um, now, conversely, uh, and I'll start with you first, B, uh, what do you think is going to be the keys to Seattle winning the Super Bowl? Um, I think kind of like what you, what you mentioned in your earlier point, you know, they got to they gotta stick with what they do, running the, running the ball. They got to have a good running game. You know, Lynch is like a beast. And I think, um, you know, the same kind of reason with Cabernet. Russell Wilson, you cannot turn over the ball and give Peyton Manning, you know, a chance to go down and score again. Because, you know, Peyton Manning is good for pretty much scoring on every drive he gets the ball. So, you know, Russell Wilson, you know, be smart with the rock. You know, don't 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 throw those interceptions. Don't throw – don't fumble the ball. Do not give Peyton Manning a shot to get <laughs> to put up another touchdown. And then you be right. down another touchdown. And then another touchdown. And you look up and you're down 31 to 3 at half. So, <laughs> right. You know, play, Play, you know, play play smart, and you know, like and like you mentioned, you know, Seattle can't go away from what they what they know to do, and that's run the ball. So, run that ball, run that ball, y'all y'all pretty. They just went against one of the toughest defenses in the league in San Francisco. Denver defenses is not San Francisco defenses, so right. I, I expect them to, to pound the hell out of uh, Denver Broncos linebackers in that man. So, stick with that run. Let Lynch do what he do, and Russell Wilson play smart, man. Do not give Peyton Manning a shot chance at all. Definitely, definitely. What about you, Ken? What, what do you think gonna, Seattle's going to have to do to come away with the W? 
Ken. Ken? Don't tell me. Don't tell me we lost Ken. He probably got he, his phone. He's already game. addressed the, the running <laughs> oh, aspect yeah, of the game. <laughs> yeah, I was on mute. My bad. Uh, so I, I won't go there. What what I think that Seattle needs to do is is they have to get pressure on Peyton Manning. Um, Peyton Manning, we all know, is, is a surgeon. And, and it doesn't matter what defense you pick. He'll line up and change it to something that would counter that. And, um, and, and, and that's really the greatest strength that, that Denver has because they, they can make adjustments on the fly. So mm-hmm. if they are not, if they don't get any pressure on Peyton Manning, it, it's going to be a long night. You know, they, they're going to check into a run and they're going to, and they got, and Bennett and all those guys, they, they have to stop the run and they got to be ready for the run. I don't know if, you know, look, look, let's let's be real. Frank Gore, you know, he has some moments this year, but mm-hmm. they they were not running the ball that great, you know, in San Francisco from what the games that I've seen. You know, he just managed to pop one here or there. I think Denver can open up a little bit more holes against Seattle's uh, defense, but they have to get pressure on Peyton Manning because he has way too many weapons. He doesn't have to throw to Richard Sherman. He can throw to somebody else. You know what I'm saying? So and just completely eliminate Richard Sherman, and that's the advantage that Denver has. So if they don't get any pressure on Peyton Manning, it will be a long night for Seattle. And and Russell Wilson is smart; he doesn't really th- turn the ball over like that. So, but he has to make plays. And if he's not making the plays and he's missing those throws, then you know they they're going to struggle offensively. And let's not forget that Seattle is not at home, and when right. they're not at home, they play terrible. <laughs> So good we're, point. we're That's a good point. You know, yeah, exactly. If you think about it, we're coming off um, a game where Seattle was at home and then they, they were trailing. But all of the games that I've seen them play in when they were not at home, they they didn't they didn't look that great, man. So and now they they're in the Super Bowl, biggest game, and they don't have that home crowd. Yeah, they, so it, it yeah, that's the big advantage that they have, so um, so yeah, man. That I, yeah, you got to pressure Peyton Manning. They got they got to play to their strength in that mm-hmm. defense. Oh, no doubt, yeah. no doubt. You you both make great points. I, I agree totally. I think you have to you got to feed Marshawn Lynch. Got to run the ball because you, you got to remember as you're as you're you're running the ball. One, you're 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 winning the time of possession battle, and and studies have shown that the teams that win the time of possession battle in the Super Bowl almost always wins the game. Um, but more importantly, man, when you're if you're converting your third downs, if you're staying in, in third and third and twos and third and threes, your third and shorts, that makes it that much easier as far as um, your play calling ability because let's say if you got a third and two, you know, conventional wisdom tells you that you're probably going to run the ball, but depending on where you are, like you said, Ken, earlier, hit them with that play-action uh, pass. Um, which is something that Seattle is very good for. I don't think that Russell Wilson has to go out and throw for 400 yards. If Russell Wilson has to go out and throw for 400 yards and try to match Peyton Manning's touchdown for touchdown, they're not going to win. Um, yeah. You know, that, that defense is going to have to get stops. They're going to have to try to make turnover. I'm, I'm very interested because Seattle's secondary is impressive. Um, they pretty much, I mean, and, and if you if you look at, I was telling one of my friends today, if you look at, the weapons that Manning has, and then you look at the weapons that Kaepernick has in uh, Anquan Bolden, Crabtree, Vernon Davis. Those guys were all, I mean, they were almost, I don't want to say they were shut out, but they were almost non-factors last week. Um, 
You know, I think Vernon Davis might have had, what, one or two catches, if that? Two catches. Um, two catches. You know, so, yeah, so, and, and you know, and, and he dropped a couple of passes, which tells me that, you know, he was looking for those guys. And we all know that those guys hit. Uh, Cam Chancellor, uh, you know, Sherman, um, Earl Thomas, those guys are hitters. So I think, you know, what I, I really believe Welker and um, what's the other guy, Decker, they're going to be looking, you know, they're, they're going to be looking over their shoulders for for those deep. And, and keep in mind, Seattle's DBs are very big too as well. Um, they're going to be looking over their shoulders as far as looking for that hit. So I think that's a part of their game too. I mean, you know, they might talk trash, but they back it up. Um, but but like you said, I think they have to stick to their guns, stick to doing what they do best. Um, you know, ball control. You know, like I said, you don't ask Russell Wilson to go out and throw for 400 yards, but you, what you do ask him to do is protect the ball, you know, make good throws. Um, the the Patriots secondary, is, excuse me, the, the Broncos secondary isn't that great. I mean, they're solid, but they're not that great. But, um, you know, you, you don't have to complete a whole bunch of passes. Just do what you do. Um, when you get in the red zone, one thing we do know about Manning, when you get in the red zone, if you're Seattle, you gotta you got to get seven. You can't come away with field goals. Um, that's not going to cut it. it. Because you know at, at, at some point in time, Manny's going to score. And at some point in time, he may figure you out. And you're going to have to bounce back. Um, the next question I had for you guys was, uh, you know, as far as, it, and Ken mentioned it a little early, as far as, the, the you know, playing at home. Um, we already know that weather, as far as it being cold, is going to be a factor. Um, does that, if do you think that has, does one team have more of the advantage than the other as far as the weather, Ken? I think Seattle. I think Seattle would benefit yep. from from the weather yep. more than than Denver. But, um, but yeah, yeah, Seattle. Seattle would benefit yep. more from it than Denver will. Okay, you think so too, B? I, yeah, I I agree because I mean Seattle played in bad weather. They they did pretty well in, in bad weather before. Not not so much for. Broncos company, even though they're already in a open, open, you know, open stadium with cold weather, but I still think, you know, I've seen Seattle pull through wins and nasty weather before, so I would give the advantage to them. Okay. Yeah, and I think, yeah, and I think the other thing is, is with that cold, those hits hurt a little bit more, mm-hmm. and um, and it's just like you were saying earlier, Kyle. I, I, I would be surprised if uh, I, I'll be surprised if, if Welker finishes the game. You know, because I, I, I think they, you know, he go across the room. Somebody's going to be waiting for him. And, and they're going to knock him out the game. And it's a wrap. Oh, man, that is funny. That is, I, I hope not. But, I mean, I, I hope he, you know, I hope everybody is healthy. But, man, you're right. It, it, it's hard, man. Guys were going down left and right in that 49ers uh, uh, Seattle game. In fact, um, I yes, think they were. Frank Gore broke a finger or something like that. And, um, I mean, he played the rest of the game, but, uh, and I know that, um, what's the boy from Georgia? No, Sean Marino, he's coming into the game with banged up ribs. So, you know, you, you coming into that game with banged up ribs, I don't even know if you make it out. Um, so it's interesting to see, man. I, I think it's, uh, I, I think the weather, I agree with you guys, I think the weather kind of favors Seattle to some degree. They're used to playing in bad weather. Um, and then they're not, they're not a team. If, if, if for some reason it starts to snow, not that Manny couldn't throw in the snow. Of course Manny can throw in the snow, but you know, it's a little different. It's just a little different. I would give Seattle the slight edge in that. Um, another question I wanted to throw out to you guys real quick, 
Uh, as far as the head coaches, X's and O's, who do you who do you give the slight nod to as far as being able to make the adjustments and game planning coming into the game? B, do you give it to Pete Carroll or do you give it to uh, John Fox from Denver? I would give it to Pete Carroll only because Pete Carroll he coaches like he got a pair of balls. Where you know, Fox, <laughs> you know, Fox are kind of you know he played too safe all the time in the second half, man, and. Mm. and you know he don't go for that. Um, he don't go for that nail in the coffin type of you know type of coaching. Where Pete Carroll, he does, man. Like I said, he gets those boys fired up. If Pete Carroll got a way to get you know get the advantage, Pete Carroll gonna take advantage of it, man. He, he's gonna he's gonna execute. He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna give you those X's and O's, man, and his team is gonna execute, man. You see, you see what they've done with the last since he's been their head coach. You know he's been they've, right. been, they've been executed, but Fox just. He gets too passive, man. He gets scared or something. I don't know what it is. So I got to get an answer to Pete Carroll. Got it. Got to. No doubt. No doubt. What about you, Ken? Uh, Peyton Manning. Oh, wait. Um, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, real real talk, man. I, I, yeah, Peyton Manning and John Fox. Because I think Peyton Manning with John Fox, or John Fox with Peyton Manning will, you know, they, they're going to come in with a game plan. And they're going to be able to make adjustments on the fly. So um, one thing I can say, while I definitely agree with B and it frustrate, frustrates me um, that John Fox does that, but what I have seen this year with John Fox is that he's found a way to keep it balanced. Okay. And, and when you look at the Chargers game and you look at the New England Patriots game, they played the clock, but they were also aggressive when they needed to be aggressive. And I think um, – and I think since they didn't really go out and blow teams away in those first two games, and they were, you know, close here and there, and they had to kind of, you know, earn some of those wins, or earn those wins, really, um, I think it will help Denver out a lot because, you know, mentally they're a little bit tougher. So um, I think that, you know, um, I think John Fox and, and Peyton Manning, I think they're, they have something cooked up. Yeah, I agree, man. I think um, I think I agree with B, man. I'm gonna give the slight edge to Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll just seems like like he just don't care. Like if if he if he could if he's if it came down to you know uh, going forward on fourth down, let's say you got fourth and fourth and one from the from the uh, you know going into the end zone, fourth and goal. I think he would go for it like early in the game, like without hesitation. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I and I. It, you know, even going back to like I said, when we were tweeting about it a couple of weeks ago, as far as John, and I just try to remember John Fox when he was even at uh, Carolina, and and I I remember him being kind of passive like that too when he was at Carolina. You know, Carolina would get a lead, yep. and then you know he tried to sit on the lead. I mean, no lead is safe in the NFL. Uh, I don't care nope. if you see, and we've seen it happen. I mean, hell, we saw it. You know, with uh, play out with Denver and and New England. Um, during the regular season, when New England, excuse me, when Denver jumped out on that lead on them, you know, up by twenty, twenty-one points or what have you, and, and they came but back. I think, uh, I think Rio was coaching that dick. I think Fox was out, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, okay, think, yeah, you're right, I you're right, you're right. Fox, Fox had, yeah, it had yeah. the uh, heart procedure. Yeah, yeah, um, Del Rio was coaching that that night. But, um, but yeah, I just, I, I remember him doing that kind of stuff in Carolina too. So I just, I'm going to give the slight nod to, to Pete Carroll. I think Pete Carroll. At time, coaches like he's still at USC, <laughs> like he's got Reggie Bush and uh, 
and uh, Matt Liner back there. I don't know. I, I, I like his, yeah. um, his his wild style, and I like the fact that his players seem to get behind him. He seems like a player's coach. Not to say the Fox isn't, but um, I'm going to give the slight nod to Pete Carroll. Uh, the phone number to call in, area code 646-478-0356. You are listening live to Dead End Sports. I'm your host, 12 Kyle, joined by my partners in crime, Pete and, and, and Ken. Uh, we don't know what FIFO is, but... Uh, <laughs> Hopefully he's gotten in from the snow uh, program. And make sure that you uh, check us out tomorrow night, man. Tomorrow night, check out my show, 12 Radio Show, special guest host, Dead and Hip Hop. That's right, man. We're bringing in all the crew, Modest Media, Mike C-Town, of course, FIFO, Ken, and B. Um, we're going to yeah. be talking hip hop. We're not, not talking sports. We're talking hip hop. Uh, we're going to talk about the Grammys. <laughs> we're going to talk <laughs> and the fallout from the Grammys. Uh, we're going to talk uh, some of the projects that have come out uh, this past year and what we're looking forward to. Just everything across the board. So if you had a chance and not, excuse me, if you've not had a chance to hear all the fellas from Dead End Hip Hop, man, check out my show tomorrow night, blogtalkradio.com backslash 12Kyle, Dead End Hip Hop from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Trust me, you don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss it. Call yeah, in, boy. holler at the fellas. What'd you yeah, say, me? boy. <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> uh, next question I have for you guys um, revolves uh, around Peyton Manning. Um, I know we talked a couple weeks ago about his legacy. The question I have for you guys is, if you were Peyton Manning, I'll start with you first, Ken. If you were Peyton Manning and you won the Super Bowl, and let's just assume that your health is still intact, would you retire after the game or would you come back? Oh, I'm coming back. I'm I'm coming back, and I, and I'll tell you why. Um, if you look at what happened to them last year and how they lost that game, if that guy don't make that one mistake on defense, he he may he may have won last year. So now That's this true. year they they're back. They're at the Super Bowl, and if you win it, and you look at how you've improved um, year to year, season to season. Why not come back and get another one? You know your offense is gonna it will be just as prolific as it was this year, and and you could probably make some improvements on defense. I would come back and try to go two for two. Why not? Why not? Offensively, you know nobody can stop you. So yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm coming back. I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to go ahead and give me another one. I, I don't think there's another team in, in the AFC that could really compete with with the Broncos right now. You know. So, That's a yeah, very good back. point. I, I didn't, man. I didn't think about that as far as his his road back to the Super Bowl. Yeah, man. That's okay, man. You made me made me change my thought. What about you, B? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I agree with Ken. You know, I, I I say if he if he win it this year, hey, come back and do a damn John Elway. Just win two of them and then go out. Go out on you know go out winning back to back. Um, a Super Bowl championship, and then I'm pretty sure you have everybody calling you the best. You got three Super Bowls with, with one, of, one of them being back to back. You know, I say if he if he win it, and like Ken said, if he keep the same pieces, maybe improve the defense a little bit, but it's still got the same receivers and the same. You know, you got uh, the other Thomas, the tight end that they had a breakout year nine. Now he's gonna be, you know, he's he's gonna be like a top five tight end going in the next season, and. And you know you still got a solid running game, and I, I say I say go for it. Do, do what John Elway did. You know, you on, you playing for a team, so hell, do the same thing. 
get a, get a, get another Super Bowl championship next year, and retire. You know, man, you you man, both of y'all, man, y'all y'all uh <laughs> y'all made me change my thought. My thought process when I came into it, I was like, ah, you pay Manny, you can win it, right off into the sunset. You know, you've already made a gazillion billion dollars, and you know you've, you've got all the money you need. You now you got your second ring. You t- you tied with your little brother. Um, you know, you you just. But then I thought about it. You know, just based on what you guys were just saying just now, and you know, all, all things considered, you know, and we got to remember too that you know Denver is even playing without arguably one of the best players in in the league on the defensive side of the ball in Von Miller, who's out with the uh, torn ACL. So um, you'll have you'll, you assume that you'll have him back at full strength. Um, you know, Manning, as long as his offensive line can block, you know, he's going to be okay health-wise. And I, I think what you guys just touched on, you know, as far as when you look at the kind of season, I mean, he just set all of the records this season. So, you know, if he doesn't show any signs of slowing down, why not come back and think of, and play again? Um, so y'all just made me think about it. I, I was when I initially wrote the question, I was thinking he should probably ride off to the sunset. But you guys <laughs> just made me change my mind. Uh, those are great points. Um, yeah, I mean the the path in the in the AFC. You know, all things considered, you, you're going to have some teams that step up. You will have one or two teams that fall out from this year. Um, and then you'll have one or two surprise teams. But if, if Denver can stay healthy, I mean, who's to say that they won't be back next year? Or at least, you know, it, we, we know that they're a player. As long as 18 is back there, you know that you get, that they're a playoff team. And then with Peyton Manning being, I think he's 38, uh, you know, you don't know how many more years he has left. I think he only I think he only has one more year left on it. Maybe one or two more years left on his contract. Why not? Why not? Yeah, well I, I, man, I, I'm coming back, do. man. I'm trying to break my own record. That's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't a with bad it. idea either. <laughs> that ain't a bad idea. Six four six four seven eight zero three five six. You're listening live to the best damn sports show in America on the internet, and that's Dead End Sports, the place where sports opinions collide. Um, all right, so let's let's go ahead and get our predictions out there. All right. Who's gonna? I'll start with you first, B. Who's gonna win the Super Bowl and give me a score prediction? Oh man, you're killing me here. You're killing me. Um, and, you know, like it's like my 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 heart, my brain is going with no, my heart is going with Seattle. But I mean, everybody knows this. I think this is just Peyton Manning's year, man. I think I think they're gonna pull. I think they're gonna win. Um, Score I'm gonna say is gonna be thirty to twenty three. Okay, oh high scoring, okay. Yeah. I, I think we're gonna I think we're gonna be in we're gonna be in for a for a surprising scoring type of game. So that's just my prediction. You know, but I think I think Broncos gonna pull up. I think Peyton Manning company, they're just gonna be too much. Um, you know, yeah, if Sherman if Sherman locked down uh uh Demarius Thomas, you know, you still got Wells Walker, Aaron Decker and um t- and the other tight end Thomas Julian Thomas is gonna get off. So you know I- I'm giving the edge to Broncos. This is Peyton Manning. He's gonna cap off a, a record-setting year that he had. So this is year. Okay, okay. What about you again? Who you got? And, and what's what's the go- what's gonna be the score prediction? Man, this this is tough. Um, because we all know that defense wins 
championship. There you go. And, you know, we have plenty of, of evidence to prove that the case. We have the, the Giants victories over the Patriots. We have the Giants winning earlier um, in the early 2000s. You know, and then we have Baltimore Ravens winning, you know, their championship, you know, with without a, a superstar offense and and um and but the defense was just just stupid. Um and, you know, it look look Brady, you we can argue that Brady and Belichick, I mean, they're up there with, with Fox and Manning and maybe maybe better, maybe a better combo than the two of mm-hmm. them. And we saw what happened with them. Um, when I look at this game, and I and I, I'm, I'm torn because I want to say Seattle, mainly because of that defense, and I'm thinking that they will be able to get the pressure on Peyton Manning, and, and he'll become flustered. And I look at that secondary, who will bump those guys beyond five yards, and and throw off the timing of that offense. And um. You know, I don't think he necessarily has to go to Sherman, but I, I think Welker will at some point get alligator arms. Uh, I think he's going to get hit, and he's going to get hard. And um, I don't know how Decker will respond or Julian Thomas. I just don't know. I think they have the weapons to – they have the weapons that – they have the weapons in the quarterback they need to win this game because they have three – Three other options on offense, but man, I, Earl Thomas, like, and, and whoever's whoever's playing opposite, like, are you really gonna want to go in the middle? They they come right. in and they tap <laughs> on the run. So yeah, you can run. You may get three or four yards on the run if you if you um, audible to a run, but but Earl Earl Thomas is coming. You know, so somebody's gonna hit you. They got some some linebackers that's gonna hit you. Woo! But oh man, this is tough. Oh man, I uh. go ahead and say it, man. Just go ahead. Just go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you notice how he gave like the Mitt Romney response, like he answered everything, yeah. but <laughs> but that yeah, yeah, I know. It's all right. It's all right. My, my gut feeling. I'm, I'm like, like the, the, man, man, my the gut. more and more we do these shows, man, and the more and more I watch Dead and Hip Hop, man. I, oh, your, your podcast and stuff I'm beginning to think like Ken used to be like in politics At some point in time in his life like, I don't know if he yep. ran for student government yep. in high school Or something like he, that But Ken was the dude he, that like he, he brought all the people together You know what I'm saying <laughs> yep. He didn't true. commit to nothing yeah, But he brought I mean, everybody together <laughs> yep. Man yep. everything is telling me man Just just like we can argue That see, this is Seattle's year too you know, you look at everything that, that they went through, but um, everything is – all of the signs are pointing me towards Seattle. I'm, I'm like beat, man. Everything is saying Seattle will yep. win this game. But I think I'm going to go with the Broncos. <laughs> I want the Broncos yep. to win. I, I, I want them to win. I want Peyton to win. Um, and, and I think if there is anybody in this league that can figure out that defense, right? It, it, it's him, and and they have the weapons to do it, uh, running the ball, and they have the weapons to do it throwing the ball. And um, and Seattle just don't scare me as much outside of Seattle. 
Okay, okay. That's so with this being point. on a neutral field with the weather being the way it is, I'm going to go with the offensive guru, Peyton Manning. I, 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 I'm having a I'm, – I think he's going to put on a show. <laughs> I think once he figures out this Seattle defense, I think at some point they're going to look around and, and try. Let's not forget, Seattle has had some poor defensive games this oh, year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, so yeah. – yeah. They they can slip up and they and this it's been against it's been against quarterbacks not named Peyton Manning and you better mm. believe Peyton Manning Peyton Manning is a mad scientist he more than likely he's watched every single game okay. of course yeah <laughs> so yeah, I, uh, because I want Denver to win I'm going with the Broncos putting you want up. Denver to win <sighs> you want Denver to win you really want Denver to win. Yeah, I, I, I do, man. Um, mainly because I, I think Peyton Manning has been um, – he's been a victim in the NFL for all of these years. And I think that in order for him to receive the accolades that, that he needs, um, that he deserves, I should say, he has to win the Super Bowl. You don't win the Super Bowl, then everybody's going to be talking about him in a negative light, which is silly to me. Yep. But right, it's just right, the way right. it is. They shouldn't. They definitely and, and, should. Yeah. So I think that you know, it's just like it's just like LeBron. B. Remember when LeBron got the one? We we're like, ah, right, yeah, you know, he got one, so he's kind of good now. You got to at least get one. But <laughs> right. then after you get one, you be like, nah, player, you yeah. got to you got to get two. Gotta and gotta now that he's got gotta, two, gotta, now we're looking at like, nah, you got to get like three or four to really get up there. Brady has yeah. three. He's been in five, and um, and I think he needs to at least get get within one more of Brady. And um and he'll he'll be straight. So only because I think that for his legacy, I think it will really help his legacy a lot if he wins this game. I hate to turn against the brother Russell Wilson like that, but he's a young guy. He has plenty of time to, mm-hmm. to get his. Man, now, I'm, you, going, you... I'm going for the brother. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, mean, man. I was I was kind of like Ken, man. I I was really really like on the fence. And I hate being on the fence about a pick or, or a game or what have you. Because I'm like, hey man, make a pick. Fall on one side of the fence. Just don't straddle the fence. Um, I think it's uh, I, I I keep going back to, and I know that weather plays a part in it. And and like Ken said, you know there's they're they're a different team away from Seattle. Not much. I mean, they're not like how the Saints are different from where they when they're not at playing at the Superdome. Um, that being said, when I look at what they did, you know, against Kaepernick and, and the adjustments they made, obviously you're not facing the same kind of passer. But after Kaepernick got those first couple of you know those big runs or whatever in the first half, I mean, you know, if you look at Kaepernick's numbers in the at the end of the third quarter and the fourth quarter, I mean, it, it was almost like they just put the clamps on him defensively. And will you do that to Peyton Manning? No, you won't. Uh, the only team I think probably could do that to Peyton Manning would be the 85 Bears. And I don't even know if the 85 Bears could do it. Um, but I think what they can do is they can give him – one thing you, you're not going to do, you're not going to give him something that he hasn't seen before because I think he's seen it all. But what you can do is affect those around him, um, meaning his wide receivers, you know, as far as intimidating, hitting those guys and stuff like that. Um, that being said, when I look at what Seattle did to Drew Brees in the two meetings that they had, Brees is not Manning, but 
Breeze, if Manning is one, Breeze might be four. You know, like he ain't that far behind as far as his level of talent and the weapons that he had. And granted, the first game, excuse me, the second game here in the playoffs, you know, they put it, they obviously they put him on ice, but, you know, the weather had a lot to do with that too. But when I go back to that first game, and, and like I said, you're not dealing with a Kaepernick where you have to account for a guy or, or a Cam Newton where you got to account for a guy running around all the place. You know, this is a stationary target. You know, and I think that they that bodes well for them because they know, hey, Peyton Man is going to be throwing from a spot. He's not going to be running around. They don't have to worry about chasing him and everything like that. And, you know, he's going to be where they know he's going to be. And I think that, I think that defense will do enough. They'll force a, you know, a fumble or they may get an interception or something like that. Um, I just got to go with Seattle's defense, man. I think, like B said, man, defense wins championships. Um, I, I think Russell Wilson would do just – I don't think he's – and Russell Wilson had, has not played that well, but I don't think he's played that bad either. He's been very right. Trent Dilfer-esque. Um you know, game ben manager, if you will. Ben, ben Roethlisberger won his second year. And he yeah, exactly. He wasn't, exactly. He wasn't passing exactly. for like 400 yards and, and, and doing all that stuff. So, I'm going for the brother. But, I mean, you know, my my my, my common sense is saying Broncos going to take it. But my heart is going with Seattle. Yeah. First brother yeah, I, I, since 87. I, exactly. And, and I think, uh, you know, I think Manning – it takes nothing away from if he doesn't win. I think it did. T- I mean, because sometimes you just defensively, if you just run up against a team that's just better than what you, they could just be better than you that particular day. You know, I don't think. I think if the uh, the Giants the team played against that team, that that Brady team that went undefeated, if they play them ten times, I think the Giants might win three. You know what I'm saying? They just caught them on yep. that day. Um, on that day, and that's all. And that's all you need to do. Um, I'll read back a couple of comments from Facebook. My girl Sean, she chimed in. Uh, she said, answering the question about Peyton Manning, she said she would retire. She said he's already a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's a pass almost every NFL record. What more does he need to prove by coming back and while putting his life on the, at risk? Um, you know, so that's that's a different perspective there. Um, but yeah, I'm going with Seattle, man. I'm gonna go with Seattle. I'm calling the score. And keep in mind, Seattle's defense has only given up 20 points or more in only, I think, three games. So, you know, it's hard to score on them. So I don't think that man is going to put up a lot of points. I think it's going to be 24 to 17. I think it'll be a close game. Um, but I got Seattle, man. Seattle by seven. But, you know, you know, Kyle, I, I think the thing is you can't lose the Super Bowl to a second-year quarterback if you're Peyton Manning. I, I, I think that, you know, I, yeah, we know this is the number one defense in the NFL, but shit, this is the number one offense in the NFL. That's There's true. no excuses. And, and you're playing against a, a, a second-year quarterback, and looking at the two games that the Broncos have won, like I said, yeah, Seattle's not giving up a lot of points, but we, Denver has proven that they don't need a lot of points to win. And uh, they just need to make the right plays to win. And Peyton Manning is smart enough to make the right plays to win. The problem that happened, you made a great point. If if Denver's receivers check out of the game in the first, before tip-off like, like New Orleans did, they're going to lose that game. Because right. you have to, you have to, you have to look, you have to look Richard Sherman in the eye and say, you know what, let's go. 
You got me this down. I'm going to get you. You can't. You're not going to stop me 12 for 12. Let's go. Let's line it up. Earl Thomas, you got me this time. I'm going to run you over next time. You got to look right. the guys in the eye. And if they don't do that, they will lose this game. And everything mm-hmm. that happens before tip-off will determine what happens when the game is over. And that's what happened in New Orleans. If you look at that game, Breeze had some moments, but Breeze players didn't play with them other than Mark Ingram, who was running right. running the boys over. But Jimmy Graham checked out. Mark and Jimmy Graham Hogan was the only one that played. So, Jimmy Graham left. Jimmy Graham was running back home scared. <laughs> so, yeah, so if they, if they man up against Seattle and go out there and play just as physical – I, I I don't know, man. I think I think they can do it. And 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 let's be real. The 49ers had them, but Colin Kaepernick he just can't throw the ball, man. He just can't throw the ball. <laughs> yeah. And if yeah, he can throw the ball, they don't have to worry about. Because trust me, 18 is going to spray the ball all over the place. Right. Mm-hmm. So he had them, but he's not a quarterback like that. Mm-hmm. Breeze was right there, and he had his moments. But and this was and both of these games were in Seattle, but. His, his guys, didn't, they didn't come to play. They didn't want to catch the ball. Mm-hmm. So I think if you combine those two, and, and I, I think Denver, man, they 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 could they could do the damn thing. I, I we believe I believe in that defense. Trust me. But I've I've seen a great Breeze is great, but Breeze is not Manning. Breeze is oh, not course, Manning. Of course, of course, no question, no question. So you take no that Breeze yeah, game I, I, and you I, put it on Manning's level. That was the closest comparison I could get to as far as, you know, the the mobile versus the immobile quarterback or what have you, you know, who's going to stand in the pocket and spray the ball all over the place. Um, You know, but Manning, they got to give Manning time. If he doesn't have time, it it could really be a long, it it would, trust me, it'd be a really long day if he don't have time. And if those guys aren't getting open, man, it's going to be a long day. I mean, a long day. Phone number to call mm-hmm. in, area code 646-478-0356. You're listening live to Dead End Sports. I'm your host, 12 Kyle, joined by my boys, Ian, Ken. Uh, make sure that you pass the word on the best show on the Internet right now. That is Dead End Sports, the place where sports opinions collide. Um, now let's jump over to the NBA, man. The NBA uh starting to kick up a little bit. Uh, I, I agree with B, though. Uh, at times, the season feels like it's a damn drag. <laughs> yeah, college yeah. for me, college basketball has been a little bit more appealing than the NBA has thus far. Um, but then you have your moments like we did Friday night, where Carmelo goes bananas for 62, and you, and uh, Kevin Durant is on a crazy streak right now. He dusted off my Hawks last night uh, with a game-winning shot. Um, so the question I have for you guys, and I'll start with you first, B. If you had a vote for MVP of the NBA right now, who would you vote for? Kevin Durant. I gotta go. With, I gotta go with Kevin Durant, man. He's he's having a hell of a. I mean, yeah, even though it's in January, I mean, I'm pretty sure he's gonna keep it consistent. I don't think he's gonna do what he's doing this month in February, March, and April. But I, if he keep it consistent and you know still go for about you know 30 plus for the next you know 12, 13 games or or another month or something. Yeah, I mean, you you gotta give it to him. You gotta give it to KD. And and with Westbrook being out. He's still he's leading his team to be number one in the Western Conference, the top of conference. So right. if they end if they end up still holding on to that number one seed with Westbrook out, yeah, you gotta give it to him. You gotta, you gotta to. Okay, okay. What about you, Ken? If you had a vote for MVP right now, NBA, 
Uh, who, who's getting your vote? Oh yeah, I, I got it. I got. I, I think this is an unfair question, man. And I, you know yeah. what? Here's why: because Kevin Durant is just on fire right now, mm-hmm. and everybody's gonna say him because he's just lighting the league up. Um, so I, I'll have to give it to him because he's just playing phenomenal right now. Um, at the end of the season, can like B said, can he keep this up? I think he can to a certain level and to a, a certain degree. And shit, with the way he's playing, I mean, he is literally willing his team to victory each and every night in in every single situation possible. Um, you know, but man, it's it's commit what the middle of the season that he, he's doing this. Like at some point. You know, will you become mentally exhausted, and can you keep this up? You know, how would things be when 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 Westbrook come back? You know, and and you got to get those shots, some of those shots up. You know, and it probably won't be that bad because you know, uh, Reggie Jackson has really taken a lot of those. But um, I mean, but you you got to give give uh, Durant his props, man. I mean, he, he's killing it right now, man. And and I've always been a fan of the guy, and I always thought that Portland should have taken him first anyway oh, no over Greg no Oden. But um. Because I, I saw the guy play in college, and I was like, man, this this dude is legit. He was at Texas. I was like, man, this guy is legit. Mm-hmm. And um, But, yeah, I'll have to give it to, to Durant right now. He's he's just crazy. You know what's funny, man? I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because I heard, uh, I was listening to, I want to say it was SVP and Rosillo, uh on ESPN Radio the other day, and they had on the GM the guy, the guy who used to be the GM, I guess, with Portland, and he said he he, he was talking about Greg Oden, and they were talking about Greg Oden coming back or what have you. Um, and he one thing he said was he said in their on their draft board he said they had Oden higher than uh, Durant, and he said yeah he said even though we, we we tested it out and he said we projected that Durant would be this phenomenal scorer that he is and he'd do this and he'd do that. He's like, but we still had Greg Oden higher. And I'm like, okay, if you so you're basically saying that we knew Durant was going to be the beast that he is, but we but you still had Greg Oden rated higher than him? I, like, I wouldn't have never said that. And maybe that's, I don't know, maybe that's why he's not the GM in Portland anymore. Uh, because, and obviously, you know, nobody saw Greg Oden getting hurt and having the injuries that he's had in his short career. But, like Ken said, I mean, Durant was a monster in Texas. The only concern I had from Durant was he was real thin, you know. Uh, but, I mean, the guy's 6'11". He might be, Durant maybe 7 feet. I don't know, you know, guys sometimes they're 6'10", 6'11". They're really 7 feet, but they want to call themselves 6'10", or 6'11". Um, but, I mean, pure score, shooter, he's gotten better on the defensive end. I mean, his game has taken off. He's an all-star, you know, arguably behind LeBron, probably the second-best player in the game. Um, so I, I just, for me, I, I couldn't see being a GM. And I understand, yeah, you want to take somebody big, but it goes back to what Ken said. I I thought they should have taken him over, taken Durant over Greg Oden. But, you know, he goes to OKC, you know, Greg Oden gets hurt, rest is history. Um, but as far as MVP, <sighs> I'm going to go with Paul George right now. Um, I think, and, and and don't get me wrong, hear me out on this one. I think LeBron, you could easily make a case for LeBron. I mean, because what LeBron did, but I think what happens is is that LeBron has done this for so long, and, and obviously he, LeBron is carrying the heat because 
you know, we don't know what the situation is with D. Wade's knee. Um, he came back after missing, I think, four games this week, um, and they had a win the other day on Sunday. Um, so I think one thing that, you know, what stands out to me is, you know, LeBron is LeBron, but LeBron also is in that rare air where, like Jordan was, where you almost have to kind of figure out, okay, we're tired of giving it to him. Let's let's give it to somebody else. You know what I'm saying? So um, I'm going to say yeah, Paul you know George, what? man, just on the strength of where Indiana is right now and where, yeah. where they're going as far as being the number one seed. Um, and Paul George is playing phenomenal. I mean, he's playing lights out basketball night in and night out. Um, so I'm gonna give the slight edge to Paul George. Um, much like what you said, can it be? I, I think you know what's gonna kind of determine for Durant, uh, uh, Durant, excuse me, is can he keep this up throughout the regular throughout the regular season? You know, can he? We already know he's gonna be a beast. You know, can he keep it up throughout the regular season? And he can he keep it up once Westbrook comes back? Which leads me to the next question. You know, what, what do you think? is going to happen as far as his scoring and this tear that he's on once Westbrook comes back. Ken, I'll, I'll start with you. What, what do you think is going to happen once once Westbrook gets back and he has to, quote-unquote, you know, share the ball, if you will? I don't think much will change. Um, I think during this period, during during this uh, stretch run, I think Kevin Durant has asserted himself as the alpha guy on that team. And, uh, and I love to see Westbrook cheer for him. But I think everybody now at this present time, like, yeah, you the man, dog. And um, when we <laughs> we're going to go to you. And um, and he hasn't shot away from the moment. See, here's the thing about Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant has always had this, this killer instinct in him. And I don't know what happened over the last year or two where it kind of dissipated a little bit. But now he's really going back to being the guy he was when he first came in the league. And he developed into, mm-hmm. you know, the superstar that he was. And some... Somehow, some way, he just all of a sudden started to defer to Westbrook. But now, I think Kevin Durant has really taken that back, and now he's he's like, "Yo, this is my team. We're gonna go as far as as I take us, and and I'm aiming to take us pretty damn far." And um and because Kevin Durant used to hit game winners and and pit buckets all the time, right? So when people started to criticize him, I'm like, "What have you guys been seeing? You know, you know, he just probably just had a bad." Uh, period in his career but he used to kill it like that this guy was money man and um so yeah i think right now i think you know when westbrook comes back he's gonna westbrook will fall in line and I, that's what i think okay what, what about you b what do you think do you think anything's going to change as far as durant's approach or anything like that going forward once uh westbrook gets back I don't know. Westbrook seems like a knucklehead, man. I, I can see Westbrook. <laughs> seriously, no, no, no. Seriously, no. Seriously, no, I feel you. I feel you. We've seen Westbrook be like, we we, put, we we watch the OKC game, and we be like, Westbrook, what the hell are you doing? Get a ball to the rim. Right. Like, why are you not letting Durant get get going? You know what I'm saying? So, And, you know, Westbrook is a hothead anyway. And, you know, mm. I can see Westbrook getting in this old, same old knucklehead way. And 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 shooting shooting about twenty five shots and Durant only shooting you know seventeen. It's like, dude, what the hell are you doing? Give the ball to your to, to the second best player in the NBA right now. Like, what are you doing? I can see I can see Westbrook taking some shots away from Durant, man. Just like we always seen it before. I, I don't think Westbrook has matured that much. He hasn't shown it over the last year and a half. So I, I don't think it would change. I, I don't see Durant putting off 
scoring damn near 60 points with Westbrook taking 25 shots. Don't yeah, but over the last year and a half, though, Westbrook was, I mean, Westbrook was kind of that guy. He kind of took that from Durant, and Durant became, you know, plan B. I think now, even even at the beginning of the year, it seemed like, you know, everything was kind of facilitating through through Durant. Um, and even when Westbrook came back, you know, it seemed like things were kind of going through through Durant. And I think now that, that you know, he's out, and he's saying, look, I can do this without you. Nigga, shit, <laughs> all in line. <laughs> I got Reggie Jackson. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Reg, but nah, Reg, I, Reg I, I see so where you come from. Yeah, he's so hard headed, hot headed, man. He be like, we've seen it, man, through playoffs and everything. He's just yeah. taking like dumb shots, unnecessary shots. You're like, dude, Westbrook, what the hell is wrong? You know, it's like, what are you doing? Like, dude, smarten up. <laughs> and you know what? What makes it in, what makes it that much more interesting is that. It appears like Durant isn't the guy. He's not the guy who would like cuss Westbrook out for taking a bad shot. But Westbrook looks like he, the guy that would cuss does. Durant out for taking a bad shot. Well, no, no, <laughs> I think I he think, will now. No, I think, no, I, think Dur- I think he's been doing it. We just, you know, we just never seen it. He probably, right. I think Durant, just, Durant has been probably classy enough to where he might. Pull him off to the side before they go on the bus. And be like, yo, yo, dude, don't you ever fucking do? You know, he, he might. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, you know, he. I don't think he just do it emotionally out in front of everybody like Westbrook would do it because Westbrook mm-hmm. is immature or he seems immature. But I think right. Durant just seems mature enough and classy enough to be like, you know, he might do. He might keep it in the locker room or you know he might keep it on the bus. Like, yo, dude, you fucking up and shooting these shots like that, dude. Like, I, I can see that. I can see that Durant doing something like that. Yeah, and, and I think the reason why, you know, we touched on a little earlier, I think part of the reason is is that Durant just has this real cool back cool laid back demeanor. And people take that as he's being passive and that's not really I don't think that's the case. I think like Ken said, he's always had a killer instinct. You know, it's just he doesn't go about it, you know, he's not he's not one of those guys that shoots a shot and is dancing when he makes a shot or he does he's not very demonstrative. You know, he makes a shot, he goes about his business. You know, he might see him, you know, tap his chest or something like that. But, he, you know, he's not about to dance or something like that. Um, you know, just because he made a game-winning shot. And I heard right. somebody ask him, you know, the other day about, you know, the fact that yeah, I think he had a triple-double the other day and, you know, where he was as far as his offensive game. He was like, hey, I'm still improving. You know, I haven't done anything. And it was a very humble approach, and I think people are so used to guys saying, well, hey, look at me, look at me, this that type of thing. And I think Durant really is, he's at a stage in his career where he, he sees, he's seen what LeBron has done, and he wants to, and he's been there, and he wants to get back. Yeah. And, um, yeah. you know, he's willing to do whatever it takes. And, and, you know, honestly, his road is going to be a little harder than LeBron's is to get back to the finals. Um, yeah. But what What's he's doing he right now is saying? impressive. Plus, he said he's tired of being the second best player in the league. So, you know, I think mm-hmm. Durant, you know, he he wanna he he wanna be that dude. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He don't wanna be a, the, the the he don't wanna keep getting that silver medal behind LeBron. You know what I'm saying? He want he right. want that gold. And, and you know what, man? I I thought he got some unfair criticism when there was some reports that came out this summer about, uh, or maybe it was last summer, um, about the fact that he and LeBron are close and you know. How, yeah, it was last summer because they were in the, in the Olympics. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that they were working out together and it was like, you know, he just beat him in the finals. How could he work out with him? I'm like, you know, it's not – I guess players are different now. They, it's not that serious for them. You know, it's not you know, it's not like they hate each other. I mean, some of these guys, 
you know, LeBron and Carmelo and those guys, they may have, through the AAU circuit, they may have known each other since they were kids. So, you know, it's not like, you know, you playing against your crosstown rival and you just, you know, he's from one neighborhood, you're from another neighborhood, and you just hate, everybody hates each other. You know, so it's a whole different set um, and a whole yeah, different line but- of thinking. I can, I can, I mean, you know, I don't know what the old school players have done, but I can't see no, you know, Michael Jordan go working out with Magic Johnson on the off <laughs> like that. I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. It's old school. It's like, it's like, you know, if you, if you know, if you see Zeke working out with somebody, Zeke is working out with Joe Dumars, Vinny Johnson, Rodman, and then, you know, he ain't working mm-hmm. out with, 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 you know, with. Uh, Magic Johnson. I ain't gonna say Michael Jordan because they didn't get long. I'm trying to think of some other. Right. You don't see him working out with you know with Mark Price or whatever or John Stockton. You see him working out with his teammates. So I think I think that's why maybe some of the old school heads was probably getting on Durant about that, or he was getting receiving the criticism because it's like, mm-hmm. dude, like back in the day, you know these players want to work out with these other players. You know what I'm saying? You want to see Scottie Pippen working out with Grant Hill? Like he's like, I'm trying to beat him. Why would I be right. working out with him during this off season? So. I can see why, but I mean, like like you said, Kyle, this is a different time. This is you know, we're in a different era in the NBA, so you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I, I think it's um, it, like you said, it's just different times, man. They they things are just different now. Kids are different. Everything is different. I don't necessarily you know begrudge them for that because that's how it was. But like but like you said, no. I mean, <laughs> I said Thomas would be caught dead working out with anybody from the Bulls team. I mean, they just right. – and, and I, I really appreciated, you know, and we came up in that era, I really appreciated the fact that they didn't like each other. You know, I, I like that because I think that made yep. – you you know that rivalry was tough. And I remember, you know, Bird and Magic. I mean, and, and what was cool about the Bird and Magic rivalry, man, was that, you know, not only those guys, guys didn't like each other, but, you know, they never said anything bad about each other, but their rivalry went so far back. Now, I, I think it kind of even went over the line was – they never spoke on it, but a line was drawn, you know, on races. I mean, like, you know, where yeah. I was from, you couldn't you couldn't be black and appreciate Larry Bird's game, which I thought was crazy because I love Larry Bird's game. Me, um, Larry Bird was that dude. Larry exactly. Bird was that you know, dude. so you know, but just, and just and I was I remember telling one of my boys, I'm like, just because we black, that don't mean we gotta like Matt. Because I didn't, I love Magic's game, but I hated the Lakers. You know, I didn't particularly care. I didn't care for the Celtics either. But you know, I always just, hate the Lakers. <laughs> I still hate the Lakers, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I appreciate yeah, you know man. I can appreciate what they've done as far as their franchise and the success they've had. Um, but yeah, I, I don't I don't begrudge players for you know liking each other. And I mean, it's like I said, it's a different day and time. If me and Ken were battling each other, no, I'm not. And we're battling in the finals for for a right for to win that championship. No, I'm not. Me, I'm not going out to dinner with Ken. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I might take Ken out to dinner after I beat his ass, but um, <laughs> during the finals, nah, nah, we ain't going out to dinner. Matter of fact, I ain't even calling Ken. I'm not calling him. I'm going to text him. Right. No, no matter right. how close we are, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, 646-478-0356, you're listening live to Dead End Sports. Um, now, last week, uh, the All-Star starters were named. Um and I had a huge problem with this. I went on a, a rant. I usually don't rant on Twitter, but I went on a nice little Twitter rant. Um, got into it with a couple people. Okay, as we all know, the fans vote for the starters in the All-Star game. Uh, the All-Star starters for the East were LeBron James, uh, Paul George, Carmen. And, and one thing they're doing differently is that they're not voted by 
um, they're not voted by you know position. I think they're voted by uh, you know just by votes or whatever. Yeah, um, so you got LeBron in the East. You got LeBron, Paul George, Carmelo Anthony, Dwayne Wade, and Kyrie Irving. That's the starting five there. Now in the no West, center. yeah, no center. Uh, in the West, you had Kevin Durant, who was voted to the All Star game for his fifth time. Um, Blake Griffin, Kevin Love, and uh, let's see who else. Who was it? The, the back back court was uh, Stephen, uh, Steph Curry and um, and Kobe. Now keep in mind that Kobe <laughs> hasn't played a lot of games or what have you. Uh, but like I said, it's, it's the fans get the votes and. You know, they vote whoever they want to see. Obviously, it's the ultimate, um, you know, playground game. So the question I had, and I'll start with you first, Ken. Um, would you replace any of the starters that were voted in the NBA All-Star game? If so, who would you replace and why? Hmm. Um, obviously, Kobe, Kobe got to get out of there. <laughs> um, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's obvious. I mean, it's dead obvious. Yeah, yeah, he, he got to go. <laughs> um, who would I replace him with uh, in the West? Uh, James Harden. Yeah. Okay. Yes, Steph Curry, James Harden. So I, I would I would toss Kobe out. And, and put in uh, James Harden. James Harden should should get that spot. I mean, dude, dude's been been balling, man. Like, how, how how do you disrespect that guy like that? And I think, uh, yeah, I I would like to put Aldridge in there because he's been killing it too. Um, over Blake Griffin, but I think I get why Blake Griffin's in there. It's okay, okay, let me reels. stop you. Why yeah, why do you think Blake Griffin's in there? Oh, don'ts. Highlight reel. That's all they want to see. <laughs> okay, you said it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's it. Other than that, man, Aldridge is a far more, far better player than him. Um, I mean, Aldridge. <laughs> man, Aldridge is, is on another level, man. I, I think he doesn't yeah. get no recognition, man. It's, yeah, it's, it's criminal. Of course. Of course. Uh, so, yeah, he, he should be in there. And um, let's see. Let me look at this East here. Uh, I'm okay Kyrie with Irving. Huh? Say what, B? No, I'm just saying, yeah, you got Kyrie Irving, Paul George, LeBron. Yeah, I'm okay with Paul and George and LeBron and Melo. Um, I don't know if Wade deserves to be in there as much of a, of, of a fan as I am of him. I don't know if he deserves to be in there because he hasn't played a lot this year. And he doesn't need to be playing in the All-Star game anyway. He needs to be resting that knee. Right. Um who would I replace him with? Man, shit, I don't know. I don't think they really have you have a suitable replacement. Or, or no, not in the East. Not yeah, really. So, not really. So I guess you, by default, you, you're kind of stuck with him. So yeah, but but the main thing, Kobe, Kobe got to get his ass out of there, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, definitely, definitely. What about you, B? Uh, who would you if if you would you replace anybody, and if so, who? Uh yeah, of course, Kobe. I mean, his name shouldn't even been in the in the, in the ballot. Like, if, you, if your name shouldn't be if you're if you're gonna let the fans vote, you should have a certain amount of games you can play to be to have your name at least in the ballot. If if Kobe's mm-hmm. name wasn't in this ballot, 
And, you know, if he only played, what, six games, five games, his name shouldn't have even been in there for the fans to vote. You know they're going to vote for him off of popularity, but he is not an all-star. He, he, he's done nothing. Yeah, you can pop in you can pop in James Harden, or you can have uh, Chris Paul and Stephen Curry back there at the, at the backcourt as well. So, I mean, come on. Kobe Bryant, really? His name is really on the, on the, on the ballot, like... And, uh, and uh, yeah, I'm cool. Like I said, yeah, take out Blake Griffin, give me uh, Durant, Kevin Love, and LaMarcus Aldridge as my starting front court. And um, the East, yeah, I think the same thing. I agree with him on the on the on the, on the two guard. It's like who else? I'm 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 trying to think who else can they put on there. It's like Dwayne Wade by default. I'm thinking like nobody on nobody. What about Lance Stevenson? I mean. Mm. I don't know about his overall numbers, but that's not that that may not be a bad thing. In fact, I gotta shout out my man Greg on on Facebook. He just chimed in with one, and I didn't think about. Now, Greg said take Irving out and insert John Wall. John I'm Wall. saying keep oh, Irving and and put take Wade out and put John Wall in. Just run two point guard. Yeah, I, yeah I, I was looking at the teams right now and I was like, well, maybe you can have Kyrie Irving and John Wall back there in the backcourt because John Wall has been balling. Yeah, yeah. He has. He has. And, and, and um, uh, Bill. Bill, he's been balling too. The shooting exactly. guard. Two guard. Another one. Two guard right there. So that's, that's a young guy that's been balling. You know, take Wade out and put in either John Wall or, or Bill. There you go. Yeah, I think... Um, I was, like I said, man, I went on a little rant, man. I was just, and, and I understand it, and trust me, I, I haven't voted for, uh, <laughs> I voted for an all-star game since Jordan was playing. Um, that being said, like, I think, you know, some of these guys, they they suffer from the, or, or can benefit from what I call the, the Yao Ming syndrome. You know, Yao Ming, remember years ago when Yao Ming was in the league, you know, Yao was a he. He was going to be a starter for the West because he got all the votes in China. You know, I mean, and and regard. I remember one year like Shaq was having, um, Shaq was having almost like an MVP type season, and but Yao got the nod to start because you know he had like four million votes in China. I mean, and you know, there's no mm-hmm. cutoff on how many votes you. I mean, you can vote a gazillion times if you want. So Yao was getting all the China votes and. And I get it, you know. I mean, he he was an international superstar. I actually like Yao Ming. I thought he was a real cool dude, um, and a, you know, good basketball player. I would wish we would have been able to see what he could have become. Um, that being said, I think his plight kind of defines like where we are now. Wherein, like you said, a guy like Kobe, Kobe, had, I don't think he's played enough. I don't think Wade has played enough games. Um, I would have taken. I would have definitely put. Uh, Marcus Aldridge on his all-star team. You know, honestly, and like Ken said, I think Blake Griffin makes it because of the dunks. I'm not putting great. I'm not starting Blake Griffin over LaMarcus Aldridge. I'm not. Because I know LaMarcus Aldridge, he's a, a bona fide 25 and 10 a night type cat. You know, and Blake Griffin has good numbers. Don't get me wrong. And Blake Griffin's numbers may not be that far from that. But, nah, give me LaMarcus Aldridge. I'm, I'm taking LaMarcus Aldridge. Um, like you said, I'm, I'm sitting down Wade. I don't want Wade to start. I'm, I'm putting in Wall. Um, I would even go as far as to say maybe at the point guard position in the West, um, you know, if you sit Kobe down and, and you got Steph Curry, CP3. 
Uh, same for Dwight Howard in the West. Why not, why not Andre Drummond from the Pistons leading the Eastern Conference in double double? Is it really? I didn't know that. Yep. Leading the Eastern Conference, not the league. He's leading the Eastern Conference in double double. Okay. Yeah. And there's another guy who has excelled, just not, you know, they're not on TV every night or every week. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how how it all plays out, man. I, I Like I said, I would like to see a tweet. You know, my two cents, out of for what it's worth, I would like to see a tweet. I don't think they're going to do it, but, but you know, like I said, if you if you let the fans do it, you, you'll keep having guys like Kobe play two games and, you know, then be eligible for the uh, – for the All Star Game voting, um, like like I said, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna let the fans do it, the players have to play a certain amount of games. If you don't play a oh, certain no amount question. of games, from you know, their name shouldn't even be in the ballot. Like Kobe name, Kobe, Derrick Rose name, and Rondo name shouldn't be in that ballot because they didn't play enough games to be even considered an All Star this season. You know what I'm saying? So, like I said, the fans, I don't like the fan voting thing, but if you're gonna still do it. They, the players have to play a certain amount of games, man. Like this, this is ridiculous. Kobe being a starter, come on, man, that's crazy. That's crazy. Okay, since we're on the topic of All Star, I gotta get y'all y'all to because we haven't even talked about it. I know we'll talk about it more as, as the time comes. I'll, I'll start with you first, Ken. Slam dunk contest, man. What, what, what's your what's your take on it? I think they should get rid of it. Yeah, um, I'm glad you know, I'm not the only one who thinks that. Yep. <laughs> I was about to say, get, get 86 that bad boy. Yeah, man, it's it's not entertaining anymore. I think we've seen damn near probably everything we we probably could see at this point. You know, mm. you know what they should do? I don't mean to cut you off, Ken. You know what they should yeah, do? Yeah, that's fine. Get 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 some of them and one street guys in the dunk contest because they be doing some stuff. You know what, B, I thought about that, it, and we've t- I've, I've talked about I talked about that on my show a couple of years ago. Man. And but I think the issue is is that you don't want to see some guy, you know, from run and shoot come out there I and do. I do. <laughs> I do a seven twenty and Blake can't do. do it. You know what I'm saying? I do. I wouldn't I mind see seeing it. it. I wanna see it. I mean, if you're not gonna have if you're not gonna have some superstars playing in it like we used to have, you know, back in the day, let these record guys go out there and, and entertain us. You know, let let, let mm-hmm. them go. I mean, I'm pretty sure if you get three or you know, if you get four or five record guys and say, Hey, if y'all win this whoever wins dunk contest win fifty thousand dollars, you think they ain't gonna show their best dunk for fifty right. teams, some street dudes? Like, come on, man, like yeah, that that they can make that happen. I mean, if you, hey, you know what, you know what else, fellas? I I think that's part of the problem right there is that the pot. I mean, fifty grand. I I don't want to sound condescending because fifty thousand is a lot of money, especially you know to me. Um, <laughs> is a lot of money. You too, especially you know if somebody just cut you a check. But um, you know, if you look at it, I think when Jordan won in '88, the the pot was fifteen thousand dollars, and. In '88, fifteen thousand dollars is a lot of money, but I mean, for it to only be at fifty thousand dollars, I mean, no, you're not gonna. Uh, you, guys like LeBron, I mean, he's not gonna just get in the dunk contest for fifty thousand dollars. Now, if you made it, if you got all of these big corporate sponsors to put the the money in the pot, and you made it, I don't know, five hundred thousand dollars or a hundred thousand dollars, yeah, now that's something he could go for. Um, you know, man, if you had if you had the pot at five hundred thousand dollars, you'd have everybody and their mama trying to get in the dunk contest. But um, man, I'm telling you, if you if you have it at fifty thousand, man, 
you bring them record dudes in there, oh, they're no going to show their asses <laughs> <laughs> for that 50 G's, man. For the 50 G's, man, they're going to do, they do stuff. Now, I'm telling you, if you YouTube, YouTube, like, some of the, they dunks, man, they do I stuff. I'll be yeah. like, what in the hell? So, man, the hell with that. I say keep it, but David Stern or whoever about to be the commissioner next month, um, Get 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 them rucker guys out there, man. Get them street dudes out there and do dunk contests. They keep us entertained because they'll do some stuff that make Vince Carter 2000 dunk contest look like crap. I'm telling you, I saw some stuff it, on YouTube videos. I was like, that's unreal. No doubt, man. It, it's and you know what's what's funny is that you see those videos and you're like, man, that you would love to see that in a dunk contest. And and the exactly. thing is, is that those guys. They're knocking it down on their first try. They're not, you know, they're yes. not doing the Nate Robinson where you're trying. <laughs> you got 15 attempts for one dunk. You know, but that's, and, and you know what, man, it, it's, the dunk contest becomes so, because it was, it was the highlight of All-Star Weekend when we were yep. coming up. And now yep. it's such yeah. a, it's, 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 it's almost a sideshow. And then, and I'm going to be honest, man, every year I get suckered into it, man. Every year I say, well, you know what, I'm not watching. I'm not watching. I'm not watching. And then, you know, last year people started hitting me up on Twitter. Hey, man, the dunk contest is about to start. My wife had it on a TV, and I, I purposely left the room. She was like, "Baby, the dunk contest." I was like, uh. and so I went in there, sat down, and started watching it. And I was disappointed all over again. Yep, yep. I know, so, man. Get them street dudes in there. I'm telling you, get them street dudes in there. So hopefully this year, 2014, the dunk contest is coming up. Um, and it's going to be obviously the the All Star Weekend is is in New Orleans this year, um, and so we'll see what happens, man. They're going to have obviously the Shooting Stars contest, the Skills Challenge, three point contest, and Slam Dunk. Um, so we'll see, man. Hope hopefully, I mean, I'm not going to hold my breath, but we'll see. Uh, the phone number to call in area code six four six four seven eight zero three five six. I am your host, Twelve Kyle, and this is Dead End Sports. Joined by my partners in crime, B and Ken. Uh, we don't know where FIFO is. Hopefully, he got out of the snow uh, that hit uh, Metro Atlanta today. Um, programming note: Make sure that you check us out tomorrow, tomorrow night, right here, BlogTalkRadio.com backslash Twelve Kyle on my show, uh, Dead in Hip Hop. The whole crew call in. We're talking hip hop all night from nine to eleven p.m. Tell a friend, pass the word. Uh, remember, this show, Dead End Sports, is being broadcast live each and every Tuesday night. So in the event you cannot listen to the show live, make sure that you check out the archives at blogtalkradio.com backslash Dead End Sports. You can also check it out on Stitcher as well. Uh, if you have an Android or iPhone, uh, download the Stitcher application for free. Search Dead End Sports, and you can listen at your leisure anytime you want. On the go, Dead End Sports. Um, Next question I have for you guys, uh, the Pro Football Hall of Fame vote is actually coming up this weekend. Um, it was gonna, it's going to be Saturday morning, I think. Sometime Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, it'll be announced uh, as far as the finalists. Um, there is a log jam, if you will, at the receiver position. Um, there's a couple of receivers. And, and generally speaking, when they vote in the Hall of Fame, I think the maximum players they can take is seven and the minimum is three. It's rare that receivers get in, and receiver, when receivers do get in, they rarely go. There's rarely more than one receiver that are going at a time. Mm-hmm. That being said, there are three receivers that are up for the Hall of Fame right now uh, this year that are very deservingly so of that honor. 
Um, one being Tim Brown. Uh, I think he's been on the ballot for seven years. Uh, Andre Reed, he's been over the, on the ballot for I think at least he, he may be coming up on ten years. And um, and a new entry to the uh, field, uh, Marvin Harrison, who is a first ballot. This is his first time on the ballot for the Hall of Fame. All of these guys have made the finalist list. So the question I have for you is, and I'll start with you, B. You have one vote for the for wide receiver for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Who are you taking? Marvin Harrison, Tim Brown, or Andre Reid, and why? Uh, I guess I'm gonna go with a safe pick and say Marvin Harrison, just because of the fact that he, had, he, he was, you know, he was. He was his. He was, you know, the Jerry Rice to Peyton Manning. You know, you know, through the majority of his career until Reggie Wayne kind of got there, and he, you know, and Marvin Harrison was kind of heading down down the end of his prime. But for most of his, his, his prime years, his great years, he was Peyton Manning's go-to guy. You know, he was he was he was that dude, man. All his numbers are, were great thanks to Peyton Manning. So I got to go safely and go with Marvin Harrison with it. And you know he was very consistent too. He was consistent every year. He never had like just a, like an awful year or anything because he had Peyton Manning. So of course, of course. I would say Marvin Harrison. You know, I, I'm gonna go with Marvin Harrison. Okay, okay. What about you, Ken? B, I don't even think that's a safe pick, man. I, I think that's a worthy pick, man. I, I, you know, when I saw this question, you know, I had to do a little research and just kind of, you know, because I remember Tim Brown was was a bad boy. You know when he played for that 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 black and silver man, and I was like, okay, so let me go look at the numbers because I was you know I was a little young then, and I remember Andre Reed and uh, Rod, I mean Andre Reed, and I remember playing with the Motecmo Bowl and all the other stuff, so we knew yeah. what they could do there. But I had to look at the numbers, and I looked at the numbers, man, and and Marvin Harrison numbers, bro, yeah. they're, they're, they're just crazy. I mean, this guy yeah. had double digit touchdowns. For what five plus years? Years, yep. It, yeah. It, 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 yeah, it was insane. Like you could not stop him, and and like you said, you knew they were going to him, mm-hmm. and, yep. and they couldn't do anything yeah. with him. Couldn't do anything yeah. with him. Nope. Yeah, Marvin Harrison, man, he he deserves to go first ballot. Okay, okay, two votes for Harrison. Um, man, this is tough, man. I I I've um I, I've I've kind of wrestled with this one because, like you said, Ken, you really could make a case. Um, you really could make a case for all three. I mean, obviously, for them to get this far. I, I remember Tim Brown, man, when I was I was young, man. But I remember Tim Brown at Notre Dame. I mean, he was a dual threat receiver, kick returner, punt returner. Um, you know, a B's Heisman Trophy winner, obviously. Um, and then that just and he didn't he didn't slack off. You know, once he made it to the pros. Um, Andre Reed, obviously, he had big numbers. He didn't have the number, the same numbers that Harrison had because obviously Harrison, and that's something that we'll see, especially as we go forward, um, with receivers coming into the hall uh, as far as being considered for the hall because of their, because now we're we're entering more of a passing type NFL. And I mean, obviously, and and here's here's the catch: if you only put one receiver in. You got to remember. You got to think about some of the receivers that are coming. That is probably going to be coming up in the next few years. In three more years, Randy Moss is eligible. Um, T.O. is going to be eligible. Um, 
if you want Chad Ochocinco is going to be eligible. And I don't think Chad is going to be like a first ballot, but you can make a case. I, I think for me, Moss is in first ballot. Keo yep. has first ballot statistics, but I think the media, I think, I think they'll find a way to keep To out for like two or three years just to teach him a lesson. <laughs> yep. You know, you just not they're just gonna tell To because I mean that that's such a high regard and high honor to go in at, on the first ballot. Um, yeah, I think they would keep To out just on GP. Um, so that's the thing. So keep in mind that if some of these guys, you know, if if they don't get in now, you know, now you got to look at because take a guy like Andre Reed. If you don't put Andre Reed in this year. And let's say Andre Reed doesn't get in for the next two or three years, then he's up against Moss, and then you know you got to make a decision: Are you putting in Andre Reed or, or, or Randy Moss? I mean, to me, no brainer. You know, Moss is going in. Um, that being said, I would probably put Andre Reed in, not necessarily because his statistics, um, not because he's going to four Super Bowls. Not because I think his numbers are better than Harrison's. I probably would put him in, if, if I had a vote, and I know it's going to sound crazy, I probably would put him in just because if I don't get him in now, he may have to wait. And like I said, with these other receivers coming coming up, you know, T.O. would get in before him. Moss would get in before him. Um, you know, he may have to wait quite a few more years. Um, and I wouldn't want to do that to Andre Reed because, to be honest, I think Andre Reed should have already been in by now. Um, it's only a handful of receivers in the Pro Football Hall of Fame anyway. Um, but, yeah, I would I would go with Reed. Um, but, like I said, that's, that's my little caveat to it. I think I would have to – I'd put him in just based on, you know, the fact that <laughs> we had to get him in now because if we don't get him in, then, you know, he may run into a lot of issues. Um, now, as far as the question about Marvin Harrison, I want to throw it to you guys. Um, as we all know, there's a situation <laughs> with Marvin Harrison, and um, you know where a guy got killed, um, and uh, Marvin Harrison was never found guilty of anything. The guy that he allegedly shot or shot at, you know, eventually got killed, and Harrison was not a suspect, but his I think one of his family members was, but. You know, nothing has never come of it. Do you think that you hold, should that off-the-field incident have anything to do with whether or not he goes into the Hall of Fame or not? Be, what, what, do you think the fact that he could have been involved with the murder of someone, and I, I want to tread lightly because I'm not accusing Marvin Harrison of nothing. <laughs> I don't even come after me. But, you know, the story is well chronicled about what happened uh, outside of his sports bar in Philadelphia. Um, and, you know, a lot of rumors and innuendos. And, you know, they right. a lot of people have tried to portray Marvin Harrison as the street guy, which seems very contrary to anything any of us NFL fans have ever seen. Um, yeah. One guy, the guy who actually got killed, he said, quote, there's an Indianapolis Marvin Harrison and then there's a Philadelphia Marvin Harrison, so which is where he's from. So the question I want to throw to you guys, and I'll start with you, be should that have anything to do with whether or not he gets in or not? Because it's something that happened off the field. He was never, he was, I think he was brought in for questioning, but he was 
never right. arrested, right. never named as a suspect. Right. I think it should. It shouldn't because I mean his numbers, his Hall of Fame numbers speak for himself. And then, like you said, plus he was never found guilty or anything. He was brought in for questioning. They never charged him with anything. He wasn't found guilty. He was completely innocent. So I think, you know, whatever, wipe that under the rug or whatever. And hey, Marvin Harrison, you're a first ballot Hall of Famer. Your numbers, it's, your numbers itself speaks for it. So I don't think it should affect him at all. Okay, okay, okay. What about you, Ken? Yeah, I, I agree, man. I, you know, I shit. I, honestly, I forgot all all about it. So. Um, <laughs> That, that says enough right there. And I know that when they, you know, make their decisions, they look at everything. And somebody will bring that up, and somebody may hold them against them. But I, I don't think that he should because I think it didn't go any, any, any. It didn't go past the question, right? So and if it didn't, then you know, just, just, it is what it is. Definitely, definitely. I think, um, you know, and and you know, you can't. They don't take people out of the Hall of Fame. And I remember when O.J. went through all of his stuff and people were like, well, he shouldn't be in all... I mean, O.J. was already in the Hall of Fame when, when all of this stuff happened with the you know murder of his ex-wife, friend. Um, and whether or not you think O.J. did it or not, um, he was already in the Hall of Fame and they weren't going to kick him out of the Hall of Fame. But he got into the Hall of Fame based on the merit of what he did on the field, not what you know he did now. Could he have gotten into the Hall of Fame after the, you know, like if he went through the trial and beat the case or whatever, and then if he was up for the Hall of Fame and gotten in, I don't think so. But that's another story for another day. Um, yeah, I just wanted to get your guys' opinion on that. Somebody was asking me about that on Twitter one day, and I was like, I don't know that what allegedly happened with Marvin Harrison should, uh, you know, if that should affect, because it doesn't have anything to do with what he did on the field. So. You know, and there's a bunch of you know wife beaters and drug former drug addicts in the Hall of Fame. I mean, let's just keep it real in every sport. Right. So it is right. what it is. Um, <laughs> shout out to my man B Perry on Twitter. He said, "You better not say nothing crazy about Marvin Harrison." Trust me, B Perry. I'm not saying nothing about Marvin <laughs> Harrison. I don't need. Mar- I don't want that kind of trouble in my life. Um, <laughs> next question I wanted to throw out to you guys. Uh, let's talk a little NBA. Um, obviously. You know, with the NFL season ending on Sunday, uh, we're going to start seeing more and more basketball games televised. Of course, you know, the, the weekend games on uh, on TNT as well as NBA TV and, and ABC ESPN. Um, you know, sometimes we have, we have a tendency to, you know, like certain teams or maybe not like certain teams to watch. Um, I, there are a few teams to me personally that just kind of bore me to watch. Um, but I wanted to get your opinion on it. I'll start with you first, B. Uh, who is your least favorite NBA team to watch on TV and why? Oh, wow. I can't believe you asked me that. Um, <laughs> I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a go with a division foe and say the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, Milwaukee yeah. Bucks. What? I don't even Milwaukee. think Milwaukee. Are they even on? I haven't seen them on TV in, in, in a while, so. My, my, my point exactly. There you go. <laughs> Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> okay, so why do you say other than them being in the division? Why do you say Milwaukee? I mean, they. I mean, they play pretty sloppy basketball. I don't. I you know. 
like loose cannon bat. It's not like it's not like really organized basketball. I mean, even though they did beat my Pistons the other night, but like just overall, but it's just they just they just terrible, man. Like they don't get back on defense a lot. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's I mean that's kind of damn near well, almost every NBA team for the most part. Cause that's why I love college ball so much. Cause they just they be in your mugs, man. They play defense. Mm-hmm. So, but um. Yeah, I'm I enjoy watching Kawhi Leonard and 
you know, Tim Duncan, you know, rediscover his youth and Ginobili and Tony Parker. Um, and maybe it's because they were going against the Heat. I don't know, but they they were visually appealing last year. But um, yeah, they're, they're hard to watch. And I, I tell you, what else is hard to watch at times for me? Um, the Knicks. The Knicks are hard to watch for me at, at times. And, and I don't really, and I, I I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because I follow a lot of Knicks. I have a lot of Knicks followers. Man, when the Knicks are on, especially like a nationally televised game, man, oh my gosh, man, they, the Twitter is just—I don't—I don't know if y'all pay attention to your Twitter feeds when the Knicks are playing. My Twitter feed is like on steroids, man. I mean, like every possession about what the Knicks did wrong, what they didn't do right. I'm like, okay, it's just—you know—it's just a game. It's not that. It's not the—you know—it's not like the last game of the season. Um, right. But yeah, Cal, it, it, you... it, it, go ahead. Damn man, the the Spurs though. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know, I man. I, I guess it, man. maybe because I'm a Duncan fan, I, I like watching the Spurs. I like play, watching man. the Spurs, man. I, I mean, I guess ah. not being a ball player, I I appreciate what they do on the court, man. I, and you I know really what, be everybody says that I'm the only one that that, I, and I feel odd by saying that at times. That you know, it, I got to be in the mood while like, and and I don't know if it's because of who they're playing. Like I said, if they're playing the Suns. Or if they're playing, the, like I think they played the Heat Sunday. I had no amb- I had no desire to watch that game. I, I didn't see one minute of the game. In fact, I forgot the game was on until you know I checked scores. Um, Damn. I don't know why, man. I, I just I don't know why. And and it had, like I said, it has nothing to do with the talent because they're obviously talented. But um, I don't know, man. I, I maybe maybe I'll shake it this year, man. I, I don't know. I, I have. I've only seen them play twice this year, and they look good when I saw them. So, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll see. Wow. <laughs> right now, we got a caller calling in. Uh, calling you on the air. Which name were you calling from? Yeah, this is Naj, man. I'm, I'm in the A, man. Uh, Naj, what's going on, man? What's good, man? Oh, ain't nothing, man. I've been watching this Kentucky LSU game. Hey, you wasn't stuck on yeah. the highway today, was you, man? Nah, man, I was off today, man. Beautiful off day. Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky. Lucky you, man. Lucky you. I'm glad you didn't feel what the hell I had to deal with today. Man, be, be, hey, be watched, tell people how long you were on the highway today, man. Hey, I looked at oh, the Twitter man. pictures and I felt y'all pain, though, from the crib with the heat on. You know what I mean? Man, <laughs> man. Like, like, for real, man. It was crazy. <laughs> man, there's people still. Yeah, man, we'll need this to happen just... ever again. Yeah, I, I hope not, man. Atlanta, and I mean, I was telling somebody the other, earlier, I said, man, this is, to get three inches of snow and a little bit of ice, you know, I said, this is ridiculous. Can you imagine what would happen if we got a foot of snow? Or just even worse, think about it like this. What if the Super Bowl was this Sunday and the game was here in Atlanta? You imagine how, how, uh, people, how pissed crazy. off people would be right now? No, but you know, no, but you know what, no, Kyle? It's going to be 63 degrees this Saturday. I know. That's the crazy part about it. Crazy. 63 yeah. on Saturday. Yeah, they got lucky on that one. But, man, Arthur Blank would be nervous as hell about that one. <laughs> 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 and hell let me yeah, tell you, man, man, I moved from the Midwest down here to avoid this, man. So all these yep. years of, of not being around family, Same and now here. I get snow too? What the hell? Same man, here, man. Same I, here, bro. I feel you. I feel it, your pain, I'm, bro. I feel your pain. I'm painfully annoyed by snow. I'm just keep it real with you. <laughs> what you got for us tonight, Naj? 
yeah, as far as teams I don't like to watch, man, I got to say those Cleveland Cavaliers, man. Uh, yeah, and that's due to that, uh, the, that management staff that has put that terrible team together. And another thing I don't think that a lot of people are noticing, I think they've stunted the development of Kyrie Irving playing on those bad teams where he has to score so much. I don't think he has any idea about how to run an offense because of uh, how much he has to do there, man. That's a good point. They are terrible. That's a great point. You know, I heard that that there was some fighting, infighting between um, uh, a couple of guys on the team. I don't know if it was Kyrie and Deion Waiters from Syracuse. Um, And I know at one point in time they were looking to move uh, Deion. do you think that may have had something to do with it, or do you think it's just a bad brand of basketball and, and that Mike Brown is, you know, kind of put out there on the floor? No, I'm not blaming Mike Brown. I'm blaming the people who put the roster together. It's so okay. limited that Kyrie has to do so much. And, and with that, Waiters doesn't get the touches. He probably feels like he's deserved. But to be honest, I don't think he's the prospect he thinks he is, which is why those trade rumors were out there, but no deal was done. So, I mean, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, okay. this is a bad franchise, man. Yeah, no and they, there's, there's a segment of society that feels like LeBron is going back there when the season ends. I, I don't think there's any way a chance in hell he's going back to Cleveland. No. We just dealt with three inches of snow in Atlanta. He's from Akron. He knows what snow is. That dude ain't moving right. from no Miami for Cleveland. Yeah, I don't think so either. Miami's, Miami's probably about 85 degrees today, man. <laughs> he, he is hey, you want to get advice from Pat Riley or Dan Gilbert? You know what I mean? There you right, go. Right. <laughs> That's so true. Oh, man, that is so true. Oh, man. Yeah, man. But y'all keep doing what y'all doing, man. Good show, man. I'm going to hang up and listen, man. Thanks, right, Naj. We appreciate it, man. All right. Phone number Naj calls, area code 646-478-0356. My man Naj calling from right here in ATL. Um, yeah, I, I, Cleveland is... um. What, what, what happened to Anthony Bennett, man? The guy, I think, wasn't he like the number one pick? <laughs> they, he was the number they, one pick. They was about to send him down to the D League. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, they wow. were thinking about it. That, that, that's you lied to me, B. They no, sent them away? No, no, he no, said no, they were about to. A, no, no, they, they, that's been a talk. That, that nothing been official or nothing like that, but that's been a talk. They, they were considering bringing him down to the D League. <laughs> I mean, you know, my, my man Nas, man, he, he has a great point. Yeah, because if you look at that Cleveland team, man, like they're they they've had uh some talent here or there. So, you know, you look at them wasting the pick on Bennett, wasting the pick mm-hmm. on Waiters. Um you know, they haven't been able you you got a legit superstar in Kyrie Irving. You know, yep. it shouldn't take much to surround him with talent and they're basic basically duplicating the same thing that they did with LeBron James. So going back to what you were saying earlier, Kyle, why, and and what Nas was saying, why the hell would you want to go back to that same environment when the guy clearly doesn't know what it takes to build a team? You locked up and got Kyrie Irving. Kyrie yep. Irving could have been a fun. <laughs> and you get a guy that's a bona fide baller that can pretty much do everything on the court, and you go and draft Anthony Bennett? Now, granted, I know the, 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 the league, the draft wasn't all that, but Anthony Bennett? Come on, man. Nah, man. I, as your, I wouldn't go as back. your number one. As your number right. one overall. Number one pick. 
Yeah. Terrible. The number one pick. Oh, oh, and, I mean, LeBron he, he I, I didn't know what, what you heard be about him going, possibly going to the D League. But that's, if that's true, man, that's even that's crazy. You, the number one yep. picks never go to the D League. Right, right. I'm like, damn, bro. The number one overall pick. Wow, wow. Yeah, you're right. I, 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 there's not a chance in hell LeBron's going back to Cleveland. Um, and I don't think, you know, they're going to have a hard time when, when Kyrie Irving's contract comes up, they're going to have a hard time resigning him too because, you know, if you can't – I mean, guys have kind of got hip to the memo that, hey, maybe I, I need to – you know, they what they learned from LeBron is that I need help. You know, and uh, Carmelo, uh, there's been some talk. Uh, obviously, last week we talked about Carmelo possibly leaving and he goes out and scored 62 on Friday night um, here yesterday. His wife, Lala, she said that, you know, Carmelo's going to stay in New York, whatever, whatever. And you take it for what it's worth. But, you know, the Knicks, they're not getting any better. You know, it, they'll have the money to sign players, but, you know, what are you going to put around them? You know, so it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how the free agency plan pans out. You know, I don't know that I know some people have mentioned Chicago, but you know, is Derrick Rose going to be back 100? percent You know, or or would he be putting himself in a situation where you know he's dealing with a situation like Amari Stoudemire is, where you know he Amari Stoudemire came to New York and he's never, I mean, probably outside of 10, 15 games, you know, they've never had that instance where they've been clicking on the court together. So, um, but yeah, man, I agree. Cleveland is. Yeah, I I forgot about Cleveland. Cleveland's bad to watch too. I hadn't seen them that much this year, but yeah, they're they're hard to watch too. Um, damn, that's a good one. Um, three four, excuse me, six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Um, let's turn to college basketball. Uh, college, as far as college basketball, obviously the season is you know winding down. We're coming down a home stretch. I mean, you blink, man, and it'll be time for conference tournaments no. as well as uh, the, uh, the the field of sixty four. Um, B, what what college basketball team has been the biggest prize to you this season? Biggest surprise? Mm-hmm. Um, Arizona. You know, by them holding on to that number one ranking. I mean, I, I knew Arizona was going to be good. You know, with the freshman class that they had, but you know, I ain't know they was going to hold on to this number one. You know, for the, as long as they've been holding on to, because usually, you know, when teams have a non-conference game in the beginning, like the first two months of the season, it's like, okay, yeah, you, yeah, they they did good. But you really get to see what a team is made of when they start getting in them conference games, because oh, now no you're playing against teams. You know, now you're playing against teams that you're going to see two, maybe three times, and you know, during your conference play, you know, like Ohio State was like undefeated, and then you know they they got their first L to Michigan State, then they lost to like. Then they lost to like Wisconsin. Then they lost to somebody else. It was like they had lost like they lost like two games since they took their first L now, and they was undefeated at one point. You know, and same thing with Indiana beating Wisconsin, and Wisconsin was undefeated. So it's like when you see these conference foes, that's when you really get to see what these you know teams are made of. And you know Arizona, you know they've been playing against what teams UCLA, and they've been playing them tough. And it's like that's what happens when you play against your conference teams because they know you, they recognize you. They've seen you two, three times a season, you know, maybe four times, you know, including how how the conference tournament goes. So this was this 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 is the, the real meat 
the meat of the uh, college season that I, I like to see because I want to see what teams are really made of when they're playing against their conference teams. So I, I love this time of the college season. Love it. Yeah, same here, same here. And I think one of the th- one of the great things about watching this time of the year, this is the time of the year where you you start to see teams peak, and and yeah. teams can be bracket busters, if you will. Um, yeah. You know, because if you sit down and just try to fit, if you haven't watched college, I mean, really, really watched college basketball, and if filling out a bracket is important to you, you know, you really need to be watching it right around this time because. Like I said, this is where teams start to separate themselves, especially when you start getting deep into conference play. Um, what, what about you, Ken? Who's been the biggest surprise to you this year thus far? Um, I haven't watched much college basketball so far this year. Okay. Um, but I got to say, when I when I look at the rankings, I, I, I am surprised uh, to, to, see, um, to see a team like to see Wichita State as high as they are, yeah, um, <laughs> you know, and and to be um, what what are they undefeated now? Mm-hmm. You know, so um, yeah, I mean they they they've had their runs at times and you know in in the past, but you know to to actually be be like one of the the top ten teams in in the the the, the league, you know, is. Uh, if I remember correctly, a little uncommon for them. So, but um, oh, very uncommon. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, salute to them, man. Just just for being up there, and then even seeing a team like uh, I think I saw one day San Diego State flashed across the screen, and they were having a great year. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, so. yeah. You know, they you know they, they coached by uh, Steve Fisher. Steve Fisher, yes, sir. Former coach, yeah. man. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, they yeah so I, I got to tune into my college basketball, man. So before uh, you know, so I can start. Getting ready for bracket season. <laughs> yeah, man. Cause Warren, Warren Buffett, Warren Buffett giving us a big yes. prize when we get the, the perfect bracket. So, I mean, hey, I'm gonna fill out about five of them motherfuckers, man. Like, hey, perfect bracket. Right you have not heard the great Warren Buffett, entrepreneur, businessman, has offered up one billion with a B, one billion dollars to anyone who has a perfect bracket. Now, I think that's virtually impossible, but I mean, you know, anything can happen. Yeah, um, I'm going. But yeah, it. yeah. You, if you fill out a bracket, and every team that you pick wins, you will get a check for a billion dollars. No strings attached, no nothing. Um, he announced the venture. I want to say a little, a little more than a week ago. We posted it up on our website. Make sure you check out our website, deadendsports.com. Um, but, yeah, B's right, man. This is the time where you really want to be looking at college basketball because, you know, these it, – it, you know, because, like like you said, Ken, you look at a team like Wichita State who has been – I mean, they haven't been – They're not. I mean, it's not like they're Duke or Carolina, but to be in the top five and be undefeated, um, you know, that says a lot, especially this part of the season. And, you know, that's a team that you need to figure out, okay, well, hey, when they get that number two seed or that number one seed – you know, do you need to pick them to go all the way or see how they're playing throughout this thing? Um, man, time has just flown by. I did not realize we, <laughs> we're we coming up on 90 seconds left in the show. Man, got to shout out to everybody that tuned in. Um, man, shout out to FIFO. I don't know where FIFO is. Hopefully he ain't on the highway somewhere. Hope, um, hopefully he's all right. Yeah, hopefully he's all right. He didn't respond to the text. Uh <laughs> If you're uh, if you're in Atlanta, please please take care of yourself. Be safe in the snow. Um, 
Yeah, shout out to everybody that called in. I mean, my man Najah called in. Everybody that tuned in, chimed in on Facebook as well as Twitter. Um, make sure that you check us out. We'll be right back here next week uh, talking about the Super Bowl. Uh, also, catch Dead End Hip Hop tomorrow night right here on Blog yeah. Talk Radio on my show, 12 Radio Show, blogtalkradio.com backslash 12 Kyle. We'll be talking hip hop all night long, so you don't, don't, don't want to miss that. Uh, so for my co-hosts, B and Kim, I'm your boy, 12 Kyle. We'll holler at you guys next week. Peace. Peace.